0: So we are awaiting confirmation from any of the major regular NFL news breakers on Aaron Rodgers. But for what it's worth, as you heard from Heisty in that update, Trey Wingo, the longtime NFL live host on ESPN, says his sources are telling him it is official and that Aaron Rodgers is being traded to the Jets. So we'll get you more confirmation when it comes in as soon as we can. As we welcome you back, Grant and Danny, what a day it has been already, the Commander's are moving and shaking. The NFL Monopoly money being spread around has been bountiful. We are live right now all over D.C. on 106.7 and in Richmond. we welcome in our Richmond audience, 9, 10 a.m. and 105.1 FM. Of course, you can take us with you wherever you go on the Odyssey app. Let's go to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app. Visit BetQL.com. Our buddy Ben Standig covers the commanders for The Athletic. And, Ben, we understand you guys are catching up with Deron Payne any minute. So when Payne is joining you, just uh, let us know you got to jump. It won't be awkward. You can rap sheet us, as we call it in the radio business.
1: (laughs) Fair fair enough.
0: It's that kind of day. Uh, Let's just get some reactions from you. So early on here, three moves. Normally the commanders are idle and kind of sitting out these first few hours. But Andrew Wiley the right tackle for the Chiefs during their Super Bowl run, starter all of last year, signed at $8 million per year. Does he start at tackle or guard? Nick Gates gets about $8 million guaranteed. Is he a starter or a backup interior lineman? And then they re-upped with Danny Johnson. What's his role? Give us some thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, Danny Johnson's obviously the more obvious one. He filled in nicely last year um, as a third or fourth corner. He'll probably be the fourth or fifth corner this year, outside slot, solid player special teams as well. Um, the two linemen. Now, look, we knew that they were going to try to revamp this line. That, that, that was pretty obvious both to anybody watching, that they needed to do it. And also their words throughout the off season here. Uh, Andrew Wiley seemed like the, that kind of guy they should be targeting primarily because he was Kansas city's starting right tackle last year. He's played uh, started off in for the chiefs since 2018, And that was the same year that Eric Biennemi became their offensive coordinator. Um, Obviously, Wiley had a pretty good role for Kansas City last year. But when you have a new OC, you know, it's good to bring in some people who are familiar with what um, that person is uh, doing with it, what the gospel they're trying to preach to the new players. So Wiley helps there. I'm a – well, I'm assuming he's going to play tackle. But at the moment, I'm not really positive. It's not like the money is – Outrageous! The the uh, seeing three for a max of twenty four million, so the money isn't crazy. But there has been a lot of talk about moving Sam Cosme from tackle to guard, to the point that there's there's enough talk about it. Makes me think that's what they want to do. Uh, so we will see how that unfolds. But simultaneously, they also signed Nick Gates from the Giants. This looks more like he's the new Wes Schweitzer with his ability to play. Both interior spots started at guard a bunch last year, but it's primarily a center. So it feels like he would be that sort of, you know, swing man, sixth man off the, you know, first man off the bench, as it were for the interior spots. Um, so, yeah, two new guys already for the offensive line.
2: Ben, how does it affect the guys that are incumbents that are already here? You mentioned Cosme, but go into that for me. The two new signings, how do they affect the guys that are already here?
1: Yeah, so Schweitzer's a free agent, so if we assume that Gates replaces him, then, okay, that means West Schweitzer will be playing elsewhere uh, next year. The the Cosby-Wiley part, like, I guess right now to me, it's sort of one of those is the right tackle, one's the right guard. I wish I f- could feel more definitive about that, but it you know, kind of, uh, I'm not kind of clear there. Uh, then the question is, you know, what happened to the center and left guard? Uh, Andrew Norwell is still under contract. Um you know, there are some cap savings if they release him, but it's nothing crazy. So he could still be back. Uh, the center spot is, I think, a bit uh, wh- wh- where the the action is here because, look, we know the deal that had four different starting centers in each of the last two years, it, primarily because Chase Ruye has suffered uh, back-to-back season and the injuries. Same with his backup, Tyler Larson, who's a free agent. I've been told that they are looking to to try to bring Larson back. This was at least before the Gates signing. Um, However, if you're going to try to add a younger center, I don't know that you want Larson and Ruij. And Ruij has a twelve million dollar plus cap hit there, so they could potentially negotiate that number down. But releasing it, it would be a pretty sizable. I think it's like an eight million dollar roughly cap hit. So it's not a a simple. you know, release the guy and move on situation with Ruye. So I think the center spot is still in play. They could draft somebody as well, but I think that's kind of how it looks right now.
0: Ben standing of the athletic with us on Grant and Danny, Deron Payne yesterday, 22 and a half million per year is cap numbers over the, the four years in this contract. Well, this year, obviously they were smart and saved 9 million, 10 million, but then 23, 27 and a half they could get out of the deal before 2026 or else 29.4 which is a quarterback figure what'd you make of getting the deal done with Payne?
1: yeah the, the the numbers um didn't surprise me i've been talking reporting about that since during the season that this looked like the year that the defensive tackle market would explode the way receivers did and that you know 21 million was sort of the uh you know, the barrier that, that people were going to cross, Payne has now done that, and um, Javon Hargrave with the Eagles signed a deal for about $21 million annually. So that part, not surprising. That The deal happened yesterday, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, that it even happened at all before we kind of had a better feel for Dan Snyder's situation, I think is the part that surprised me a bit. Now, obviously, it makes sense to do this because if he plays on the tag, that's $18.9 million all on the cap at once. This way, not only does he lock in more money long-term, but the team can spread that money out. So the, the cap hit this year is like going to be like $10 million or something. So they save some money uh, towards the cap already, and it looks like they're already starting to use some of that. So I think all that is good. I was just surprised by the timing. Not, not that it wouldn't get done eventually, but I, I really just wasn't anticipating it happening that quickly. From what I was told, the two sides – you know, as often happens, you know, really ramped up over the like the last 48 hours. So during the weekend, things got going and you know, they got it done.
2: What do we know about a Cam Kroll extension?
1: Don't know much about that. I mean, I think in general, you know, a lot of the deal here is, you know, how much, you know, wh- where, where are the things at with, with with the budget? How much money can they spend? You know, with with with, with Duran Payne, obviously. He's a free agent. Cam Curl. It's more like the Terry McLaurin deal from last year. He has one year left. It's just a question of do you want to get a deal done now to you know keep him out of free agency the following year, or you know, do, you know, make sure you know get him for perhaps a better deal now than um, you know, he has a, he has another big year next year. So don't know where that goes right now. Uh, so far, the moves today are in line with what I was anticipating. You know, get some new players, but not you know not crazy prices. Crow would in theory be a pretty hefty price. So we'll just have to wait a little bit longer and see where that goes.
0: Wiley gave up nine sacks last year, which was tied for third most in the NFL. I mean, what's your guess? Do you think he'd play tackle or guard?
1: It's a weird one because I I wish I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, he played guard primarily before 2021. Then last year he played, you know, 20 games or, you know, for the Chiefs all the way through the, uh, the playoffs at, at, at tackle. I mean, the, the, the enemy obviously will have a better feel for him at both spots because he has watched it. Like I said, I just kind of got the feeling with Washington that Cosme, they were open to him moving inside. I mean, maybe this changes things, but, you know, I don't know. If Wiley's been at tackle, tackle tackles typically get paid more than guards. I would just be a little surprised, I guess, if he's willing to go back to, to tackle or back to guard unless Washington said no, 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 we'll page this still. Don't worry about it. Even play inside.
2: And then what does this do for them in terms of the draft? I mean, they love position flexibility. That's going to be the the drink buzzword here. Uh, you know, if you're playing a drinking game with them, but it seems to be that you, you got a pretty nice base here and now you don't have any dire needs headed into the draft.
1: Well, I think, I think what you just said there at the end is is exactly what's going on here. Right. If we had said before today, what are their you know big needs? Offensive line, cornerback, linebacker, right. So okay, now at a minimum with their offensive line, like you know, again we can sort of say that their starting lineup is Leno, Norwell, well Rui or Larson, whichever one is healthy. Assuming Larson comes back, pick one of them or or, the, or Gates at center with the Cosme Wiley combo. We can we'll debate later how good or not that is, but that's a they've got guys that can start, right? And then at cornerback. Danny Johnson gives them depth. They still need more. But now when they go into the draft, they're not sitting there going, well, we desperately have to take a corner at 16 or we still have to get that guard at 16 or whatever it may be. So they've done that part already, just a few hours into into free agency. Sure, they haven't added a linebacker. They brought basically everybody back, all the reserves, including Khaliq Hudson just yesterday. So the only guy they're missing essentially is Cole Holcomb, and uh, John Bostic. Um, if, if Holcomb isn't back, I would think they would have to add somewhere, somebody else in the draft or free agency. But yeah, by and large, they've already accomplished, I think, a big goal, and that is put themselves in a position where they're not feeling desperate going further into free agency as well as the draft.
0: Ben, they've got between 17 and 20 million, I would say, depending on what these cap numbers are. And it's probably the higher end of, of that total to spend this offseason after creating a bunch of space with the new Payne contract. I mean, if they were to make a, a splash, because they could even create more space if they wanted to. You talked about Roulier, there's Logan Thomas, there's other options. And let's just say they did spend a bunch of money on something this offseason. What would you throw out there as a keep an eye on this kind of thought?
1: Is this where i supposed to say Lamar Jackson, or are we not doing that?
0: Uh, look, I mean, I, this, I'm not Stephen A. Smith, and this ain't first take. So, <laughs> you know, we, we don't need to, to play that game. You, if, you, no. if that's what you think, you could play that
1: game. Mm- no, it is, not, it is not what I think. I'm just anticipating what people out there might be hoping I would I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting, right? I mean, I, I think uh, I, I could still possibly see cornerback. You know, Kendall Fuller is going into the last year of his deal. They're going to have to, you know, make some kind of call there, extend him uh, or, you know, uh, let him play it out. But, you know, there's still a need for a third corner. And I really think, and I think that they think this, that if you can figure out another cornerback, Oh boy, right, that defense is looking really good now that Payne is back and Chase Young you know, is going to at least go into the offseason healthy. Uh, I, I think if they could get that one piece, I think that could really take them to another level. So to me that would be the likely spot. They seem content with their tight ends. Um, you know, At this point, as we just discussed with the line, I guess you could still spend more money, but it feels like they've already made their choices here with what they want to do combined with the guys they have coming back. So cornerback to me would seem to be that place. I just don't see them spending a linebacker based on how they utilize the position now. So corner would be able to be the spot. I would, I would keep an eye on if in fact they were going to do kind of what you said and look to spend somewhere.
2: I've got a Washington quarterback market question. Who's going to be the backup.
1: It's It's a good question. It's probably the question that most people are wanting to know at this point. Um, if you take Rivera's words literally that he said over time that they want to bring somebody in for competition, you know, a, a guy like Andy Dalton would seem to make a lot of sense. You know, he's got experience with Zampezi for whatever that's worth. He was pretty successful last year with the Saints, um, and he only cost $3 million last year. I wouldn't think it would be a huge number now, except that I, I just would imagine Andy Dalton beat Sam Howell out ultimately, or at least you would think he would look as good, if not better, just based on experience. And I think they want to get this such that Sam Howe is the starter week one. Therefore, the backup's going to have to be somebody who's, who's, you can claim it's competition, but really isn't. Kind of like the guy that was here last year in Taylor Heineke. Uh, I actually think this is a really good spot for them to keep Taylor Heineke. If in the, in the sense that you want to give Sam Howe the clean path, obviously they know what Heineke can do. And from Heineke's perspective, Look, obviously, things didn't end on a great note for him last year with getting benched for Wentz. But this would actually be the best opportunity he would have to start beyond injury playing behind Howe because, you know, who knows what Sam Howe is going to do, whereas Fitzpatrick and Wentz, we going to have a lot more rope as veterans getting paid pretty good money. Um, so we'll see. I know Heineke's going to take a look around the league once the Aaron Rodgers situation clears up and see where, where things go. But I think that would work. Teddy Bridgewater would be another guy on that level, uh, Gardner Minshew as well. So to me, it's sort of guys like that. I
0: want to I want to go back to Deron Payne for just a second before we let Ben Standing go because I think that gets buried a little bit with all the the moving and shaking. And frankly, you know those are very minor things compared to what happened with Payne yesterday. I like paying my own guys. I love drafting and developing stars and then being able to keep them around. So in general, no harm, no foul. I'm I'm, I'm interested in doing what they did. It is hard for me to wrap my head around paying this much to two defensive tackles. What would you say to that?
1: Well, let's put it in sort of isolation. Let's just say that John Allen is signed to have Deron Payne, and there's, we're not considering anything else. We're just saying, would you want to keep Deron Payne knowing you already paid John Allen? You're right. A lot of teams out there, that's not how they would build their roster. They would not build their roster paying two interior defensive linemen. Though I think a lot of people would admit at this point, the way the the league is changing, that those guys are even becoming more and more valuable. I mean, look at some of the players who've been paid the most money so far today in free agency. Uh, The guard from Atlanta is now the highest-paid guard in the league, Chris Lindstrom, and the Broncos just signed Ben Powers uh, to a massive deal. Those interior players are a bigger deal now than I think they were before. The question, though, is, it's not just that. You're also, now looking at the whole world, you also have Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And typically those are the types of players that teams would look to spend. Pay both your ends and maybe one tackle, not two tackles and one end. But I think after now that they waited, which is you know debate whether they should have or shouldn't have, that they waited, I think made the whole thing a lot more crystal clear. Deron Payne is arguably the best defensive player on the whole team. I mean, you could say it's John Allen, but you could also say this is Deron Payne. And Montez White had a pretty good year last year. He also hasn't had a 10-sack season yet. And then Chase Young is a total wild card at this point. So, you know, if you let Payne go to he to keep the other two guys, you're taking a risk that you just let your best defensive lineman walk. For, and the other – and at least with Young, it's a lot of uncertainty – so I think they nailed the – we are we probably kept our two best guys, and now we'll have to figure out the next step. I'm sure they'll say they can maybe keep all four. That seems dubious, and maybe they probably maybe even shouldn't. But at least now their two best guys are locked up, even though I agree with you, Grant, that, like, if you were building this thing on purpose, you would not have – you would not be paying that much money to two tackles.
2: Ben, thank you as always, buddy. We know you got to jump, man. Appreciate the time.
1: Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. See you, dude.
0: Ben Standing, the athletic. Great job, as always, on Grant and Danny. And he didn't even rap sheet us. He didn't even have to go mid-segment or just start texting away and pretending like we weren't here. Just sort of say,
2: hold on one sec. I got to go by.
0: <laughs> Your thing, not as important as my life. Yeah. See ya. Uh, thank you, Ben, for being a pro. We appreciate that. So Mike White of the Jets left. Where did he end up, Darius? I know he got two years and about 16000000 million. I'm going somewhere with this. He went to the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so he is to his backup. Correct. And I think maybe eventually Lamar Jackson's backup, but that's just me. Spitballing. Whoa, Grant. That's just me so spitballing. So inflammatory take... okay. like that. But Mike White is... Where's the fire extinguisher? Here, here's where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. Mike White's getting $8 million, okay? Yep. Put that aside. Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham got a contract today. Two years and $10 million, $5 million per okay. to go inexplicably, very weirdly, like six minutes into the league year. I'm going to Denver. I'm going to be the backup. I don't know how or why, but that's what happened, okay? Taylor Heineke, ladies and gentlemen. Taylor Heineke is going to get himself a little money. Taylor Heineke is going to make more than Jarrett Stidham. We all agree with that. That's $5 million a year. Okay. Taylor Heineke should make more than Mike White, right, after the last two seasons with his productivity. Now, it doesn't always work out that way. White was drafted. Maybe the tools are a little better. White, I would imagine, is younger. Had a
2: couple high ceiling passing games that stand out. Yes,
0: right? Taylor Heineke has never thrown for four bills in a game like Mike White did. But White is twenty-seven. Taylor Heineke is he twenty-eight? I'm going to say, say thirty. Thirty. Uh, Twenty-nine years old. <laughs> there we go. He will be. To your point, he'll be thirty two days. Danny Rui. There we go, gentlemen. We March should do a 15th. segment. About Hear his me birthday.
2: out. No, where we just guess how old somebody is. Okay. When it's their birthday.
0: As long as we come in with the song, say it's your birthday. (laughs) Write that down somewhere. That's a good idea. It'll be called called the birthday game. The birthday game. Uh, Heineke is 29, about to be 30. So I don't know if he definitively gets more than white, but I I would assume he should be in that area.
2: Similar ballpark.
0: I think Taylor Heineke is going to do okay for himself in this market. Do you think it's going to be here? Or somewhere I else. I don't. I've never thought it was going to be here. For really? Off season.
2: Yeah. I've. I don't know why I've always thought it would be here, but now maybe I'm, I'm a little less confident he got about benched
0: that. benched like three times and didn't deserve it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, at some yeah. point you're like, I'm good here. Thanks. Also, his guy was Scott Turner. Where's Scott Turner right now?
2: El- elsewhere. Okay. Elsewhere.
0: So I'll say no.
1: Hmm.
2: I just. I. I. This is the sense I have, and maybe I'm off on this, and it sounds like I probably am. Or this is. This is what I thought previously. He'll be like, I'll totally leave, and the, the team will be like, okay, and he's like. I'm we're ready for my offers, world. And then none came, and he's like, hey, team, do you guys need a backup quarterback? I'm available. I just felt like he would never get or be taken seriously or, or given the kind of role that he wants, especially because he says he wants to start. And, you know, like, to me, if I'm here, I know I'm going to start six to eight games pretty much every season, given how the quarterback spot is gone in Washington.
0: I could see there not being a bunch of teams that want him, but I think he's going to get six, seven mil. Mm. If you're going to do that, you, you might as well go with a Brissette or just Go somewhere. Go in a different direction. Yeah. Again, don't go with the celebrity backup whose jersey's being sold at the stadium. Whose name's going to get chanted. Yeah, as soon as uh, Sam Howe throws a pick, we're going to get calls saying they should go to Heineke. Uh, Next on Grant and Danny, a couple of things we need to get into. First and foremost, what the heck's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Trey Wingo says it's done, but then uh, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter say not so fast. Why is this taking so long, Aaron Rodgers? The Jets are desperately trying to acquire you. The Packers made it very clear last week. They don't want to deal with you anymore. But he could potentially say no to the Jets and just kind of force his way back to Green Bay, where he is allegedly wanted out for a couple of years anyway. Someone make this make sense. You're listening to the fan. Grant and Danny on the fan, D.C., Richmond, Odyssey app, Coast to Coast, wherever you're listening, thank you. We appreciate it. Lots to get into with you here as we update you on everything going on around the NFL. Just start with a quick recap of some of the moves that have happened over the last couple of hours, legal tamperings underway. The Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo, three years, 67.5 million. Garoppolo going to start for Vegas they move on from Derek Carr. They land on Jimmy G, who is back with Josh McDaniels.
2: Seems to be they want a steady hand there, quarterback, to throw to ball their, all their weapons. They bring back Jacobs. you got Devonta Adams, Darren Waller. Good starter kit.
0: Chiefs offensive tackle Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville. He's going to go to Kansas City, four years and 80 million. They've lost both of their starting tackles to free agency, and they needed to start replacing that offensive line that they built up one of the reasons they had desperation to do so was that Andrew Wiley, their starting right tackle, last year throughout the season and all the way through the Super Bowl, is now in Washington. The commanders signed Wiley for three years and $24 million today. He gave up nine sacks last year, according to PFF, third most in the NFL, all 1,088 snaps at right tackle. In 2021, 521 snaps, all of them at right tackle. But if you go back to 2020, 2019, 2018, he was a guard almost exclusively for Kansas City. So there's questions as to whether or not he'll play right guard or right tackle in Washington. Elsewhere, Mike White, the Jets quarterback, is staying in the division, but on the move. He signs a two-year deal for $16 million as a backup in Miami with the Dolphins. The Vikings, some insurance for tight end T.J. Hawkinson. Josh Oliver, the Baltimore Ravens tight end. Three years and $21 million to go to Minnesota. I don't know if that's mostly to block or to just... I was going to uh, say, is it to make room for Dalvin Cook? What are you What's? What are you there for? It's a good question. Dalvin Cook could be on the move, by the way. Well, yeah. He could be getting traded any moment. Uh, Connor McGovern, who's a good interior lineman from the Dallas Cowboys, has left the NFC East. Three years, $24 million. He goes to the Buffalo Bills. And Case Keenum. I was just looking up Case Keenum's career, by the way. I, I, this is how you know I'm old. I said to you, I'm like, man, this has to be tough on his family. What a weird thing to say looking at someone's back of their card. He's on a different city every year. It's a lot of cities. He knows Cleveland, where a lot of good restaurants Washington, are. Washington, yeah. Buffalo, Houston, L.A. He's now recycling teams. He started with the Texans, and he's back with the Texans on a two-year deal. Uh, no one reported the terms because I don't think anybody cares.
2: Yeah, he was in Houston when they were terrible. Again, we've got a lot of uh, uh, true detective shtick situ- going on right now about time being a flat circle. you got Favre doing the same thing. Excuse me, Aaron Rodgers, the same thing Favre did. Case Keenum is back in Houston when they're you know coming off three or four wins. We're doing it all again, man.
0: So speaking of time as a flat circle, that was the line Trey Wingo used about 20 minutes ago when he reported that he was hearing Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is a done deal. Since then, the grown-ups on the NFL reporting circle are saying that's not the case just yet, that the Jets have not gotten word from Aaron Rodgers that he plans on going to New York. What is going on here? This is what I want to get into. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, let's just think about the last couple of weeks. You did your darkness retreat. You got your clarity, hopefully, right? You ended up partying, having a good time with your friends throughout the weekend. I heard that was his big plan on the the uh, podcast with that guy who talked to him about uh, you know finding karma in his stomach yeah. between his
2: ribs. Eating berries and getting a weird massage where he was also a video game.
0: The Packers since then, publicly, this is what we've actually gotten to hear. This is the stuff they're comfortable saying out loud have made it very obvious they want out of the Aaron Rodgers business. Okay, They are ready to move on. In fact, their president on Friday, Mark Murphy, came out and said that Aaron Rodgers had a great career here. He spoke in the past tense about Aaron Rodgers. What else needs to be said? Meanwhile, you've got the Jets with all these young players with exuberance, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner among them, tweeting you every day, texting you every day, begging you to come there. Robert Sala and their front office are jumping on a bird, flying on the jet out to come meet with you. They're doing everything they can to impress you. The Packers don't want you. The Jets are desperate to appease you. And somehow Rodgers just can't make up his mind as to what he's going to do. Because he does hold the the Packers' cards here. Yes. They can't get out of the Rodgers' business. If if Aaron Rodgers wants to play this season and wants to play in Green Bay, there's nothing they can do about it. They can't trade him. It's up to him to agree to that and to, to decide that he's going to be willing to to play along. So both of these teams, frankly, are being held hostage by him as we're now three hours into player movement. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of families, man. There's a lot of uh, staffers that, that need to know what you're thinking so that they can start Moving forward yeah, with just, the rest of the offseason, just trying to
2: form a roster here. Yeah, it's again it's this March 13th,
0: is, man. This is what
2: Favre did, uh, in, in, in slightly different ways, but this is what Rodgers is doing now. It's beyond irritating, it's so unfun to have to deal with this kind of egomaniac that just can't do so many. Te- so many people have signed with teams, people have been traded so many times. It's just such a routine thing, especially you know, after a certain career and, and you get to this point. As you said, Green Bay is, is trying to wash their hands of it. You'd probably like to be free of them. You don't seem to get along with them all that well. It's just time, and yet we have to do whatever this is. We have to do some kind of dance where at some point he'll want to skip OTAs or training camp, or, and he's got to you know uh, climb a tree and listen to a, a podcast about different podcasts where you meditate, and then three guys will have to fly down there or, or tweet him in the right way or send him a, a cool Instagram message. It's exhausting to deal with this kind of egomaniac.
0: But this has felt to me like a done deal for a week, right? Because look, if he stays in Green Bay, the Packers are screwed. Largely. I mean, they'll compete this year and they'll have a chance, you know, to to go to the playoffs as a wild card team or whatever. But they're going to have to make a bunch of moves to get under the cap at that point. And on top of that, it's Another year of Aaron Rodgers and now love walks and you can't find out what he is. And their whole plan, their master plan, so to speak, that they put together a few weeks ago goes by the wayside. Contrarily, though, if he doesn't go to the Jets, they're also screwed. Look at the Jets quarterback options now, man. The old saying is to put all your chips in the middle of the table, right? They have gone all in on Aaron Rodgers, bro. Derek Carr went to New Orleans, and they didn't put up a fight. Why would they? We're not going to try to get the bridesmaid. We're waiting for Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy Garoppolo just moved on to a new team. I mean, you're talking about the likes of your Baker Mayfields, Uh Carson Wentz's, like those tier of quarterbacks that are the best of the rest if you miss out on Rodgers.
2: And the thing is, they've got a young, really talented roster. They're good everywhere. They were hoping Wilson would be the guy to lead that young, talented roster. That ain't happening. They don't want to turn back to Joe Flacco or, you know, uh, their their break glass guy was Mike White at this point. This is the kind of roster that I would say, actually, you can turn to a veteran, a kind of a steady hand, not necessarily Garoppolo, but somebody like that, just to distribute the football to to the Brees Halls and the Garrett Wilsons and, you know, go with that good offensive line that and, and a defense that I think is outstanding but didn't get enough credit because their offense stunk and they were on the field for, you know, 55 minutes a game. This is a really good situation. Now you're in a buzzsaw of, of, of a conference. Big picture, you know, but it's not as if the, the Patriots have been outstanding for a couple of years. But Buffalo is really good. And you've got to fight through a lot of different stuff. But with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are a not only a playoff favorite but a really dangerous team potentially. So I get why you're building around this. So I, but I can't imagine what happens if you don't get him. Like if he just you know changes his mind or does some kind of other weird thing or like a spirit tells him not to go there or something like that they are left with an empty chair that's going to be impossible for them to fill adequately, and they'll have squandered this window of a bunch of really good young players under contract for cheap.
0: It's worth it if you land Aaron Rodgers. Right. But this is why teams don't like getting into business with unpredictable people. You know what I mean? Yes. This is why like, there is a blessing and a curse to dealing with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. right? It's an unknown. And teams don't love the the you-change-your-mind-with-the-win guy for this reason. Now, I do think he's going to end up with the Jets. All signs have pointed that way for a while. And if it happens in the next hour, two hours, whatever, that we find out that this is going down, all right, no harm, no foul, because they can move on with their offseason. But as you get into tomorrow, you start missing out on the possibility to surround Rodgers with what's necessary to really become a Super Bowl contender. So you need to get this contract agreed to so that you know what you can spend, how you can go upgrade your line. You're trying to bring in some receivers to help him with young Garrett Wilson, as you referenced. Part of acquiring a guy like Rodgers is the idea of the package deal that there are other players that want to come play with him. You want to take the league minimum to go play with LeBron to make your run at the title. This is kind of the football version of that, but what a pain in the butt that he's got to be to deal with. I mean, he's done this to the Packers for a couple years, where they just have to play the wait and see game with him. He said, "I'm not going to just keep one team guessing. I'm going to keep two teams guessing."
2: I can now influence the happiness levels of millions of fans in multiple cities. Sign me up. I'd like to be a diva now.
0: Grant and Danny with you on The Fan. The start of NFL free agency today. Keeping you up to speed on everything going on with the Washington Commanders. couple of more moves in the last few minutes. We'll tell you about those next here on The Fan. Apparently, Elijah Green hit an opposite field two-run triple today in spring training action for the Nationals. Love hearing that the kid is performing well in exhibition play, their top-of-the-board pick last year. Of course, they got an eight-year, $50 million deal done with K. Bert Ruiz over the weekend, which we haven't gotten to talk much about today because today has just been dominated by NFL moves. I will just say really quickly that... The Nationals getting that deal done is a huge deal because they haven't been able to lock up their own players ahead of free agency, and in this case, years ahead of free agency. I cannot believe Brett Ruiz signed that deal. I mean, to me, it looks like a really team-friendly deal. Amazing for the Nationals. Fascinating that the player would be willing to do it. I'm frankly stunned that he was, but... I mean, he's now got $50 million coming his way guaranteed, so who am I to tell him he shouldn't do something? I think he left a lot of potential money on the table, but I don't care about that in that right. I care about the well-being of the Nationals and that he's going to be just fine making $50 million bucks. but the team got a whale of a deal.
2: Yeah, you, you can't get these things done without asking, without approaching, without having that kind of foresight. I am endlessly jealous of the Braves that have numbers approximate here, 10 guys, all under 25, signed for like $64 a year. Bring me nothing but that, please. I want I want the same thing. I want to be competitive for a decade plus. It's completely unfair that they get to do it somehow. I want more. Bring me more of those things. If guys say no, they say no. Keep asking. Keep chipping away. Get yourself a long-term deal for a guy with nothing but upside. So it's exciting. And you also here's the thing. You never know someone's circumstance. You never know what they'll be willing to do or what they might want to do unless you ask. So... It feels like they've never really asked that often before until it's like, hey, you're a free agent in in 21 days. Do you have any interest in some deferred money? Just this feels like a a, a huge win for the organization.
0: I'll bet you they've always asked, and Scott Boris has mostly been the advisor to those players. Well, that's fair too. And then he said, oh, that's cute. No. Tell them thanks for asking, and we'll talk to them in a couple of years. Um, Ruiz, incidentally, changed agents, left Boris a couple weeks before he signed this deal, which I think tells you a lot of what you need to know about whether or not Boris would have done the deal. And while we're talking about the Nats, kudos to Joey Manessis, the American that I am, not particularly happy with Joey Manessis right now. Because last night, Joey Manessis hit two multi-run homers and single-handedly destroyed Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. It was his show. It was his world. We were all living in it. Global stage for him. People all over the world watching. and Manessis Early in the game, hit a two-run bomb and then added a three-run shot later, doing the Americans in. In an inning, can be troublesome. Drive to left and deep. Tucker. MLB Network call last night. Pretty great for Manessis, who was toiling in the minor leagues for years, finally got a shot, absolutely crushed the ball all of the second half of last season, and now on the WBC, his star is rising. Good for him. I, I don't enjoy that. I do that for the Nationals 30
2: sometimes this year. I'll have a great time. I don't like it when it's against the United States of America. I root for USA. When you put USA on the jersey, it becomes important to me. That was not that much fun last night. but. Put that aside for a moment. The story is outstanding. How could you not be happy for that guy? I found a way
0: last night, but big picture, happy for Joey. If you're just hopping in the car, turning on Grant and Danny, you're just getting home, Uh, here's the lay of the land for the commanders in the first three hours and 50 minutes of player movement. They are certainly doing what you wanted them to do. They are prioritizing the offensive line. They signed Andrew Wiley three years and $24 He started at right tackle all of last year, through the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs, did give up the third most sacks in the league, nine sacks last season. There's question as to whether or not he'll play tackle or guard. They also agreed to terms with Nick Gates of the New York Giants. Previously, Gates gets $8 million in guarantees to be you know, a backup on the inside, both at guard and at center, probably could end up starting some games. Very West Schweitzer-y feel to that addition who's been a valuable depth piece for them on the inside of their O-line the last couple of years. So does the Wiley deal blow you away? No. Does the Gates deal make you want to have a party? Certainly not. But you wanted them to spend money on the O-line, to retool this front, and that is what they are doing. So they're in the headspace I think people wanted them to be in going into the league year, which is good. Without further ado, though, it is time for a double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports.
2: Let this be the last one. Let this one, this past weekend, be the end. I don't know who we need on this. I don't know who the authority person is or people. Let's all come together. I don't care which one you like. I don't care if you like it when the clock goes forward or when the clock goes back. I don't care if you're like, well, I get, I get depressed in the wintertime. I don't care. I like the extra hour. I don't care. No more changing the time. Never again. Whatever time it is right now, let's make that the time right now forever. No more changing. Everybody that's for changing does not have small children. I do. It's hell. Stop doing this to us. Stop imposing your whims upon us. Come together right now. Mm -hmm. Change the rule so that we never change the clocks again. Somebody smart can tell me what's better for human beings. I don't know. I don't care. I just know that when the time changes and we're telling our little guys, hey, it's bedtime because it's now 9 30, 9 45, 10 o'clock, when their body clocks are going, no, it's not. And they're jumping, doing top rope WWE style, Hardy Boys uh, tag team moves on stuffed animals, coming into our room at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, waking up at 5, 30, 6 o'clock because they're all fatootzed. The body clocks are all off. Stop doing this to us. Stop doing it forever. Never, ever, ever change the time ever again. Here's my stance, just to be succinct: stop changing the time.
0: Thank you. Okay. I can. That's my platform. I can get behind that. It's time for my double play. If kids are playing on a playground and coming down the slide, and the playground is busy, don't let your kids go up the slide. Stop letting them climb up the slide. Do your job and parent. If you don't want a parent, don't be a parent. You have that option. But if you are a parent, do your job and don't let your kid climb up the slide. Do you let your kid walk across the street playing Frogger? Or do you parent? Do you let your kid walk in the doors that say exit at restaurants or grocery stores? No, you parent. Do you let your kid walk up the escalator as people are trying to come down? Bet you don't. You parent. You're at a playground. It's not time to look at your phone. It's not time to check your Twitter. Do your job, people. Bill Belichick style. Busy playground. Kids coming down the slide. Your kids shouldn't be running up the slide. Do your job. Please and thank you. That'll do it for today's double play. The Beltway Blitz is next on Grant and Danny, the teams in town you care the most about. If news breaks in the NFL about the commanders or anybody else, we'll have it first. By the way, my favorite thing about this time of year, this day is kind of the different ways people use terminology to hedge on something going on. Uh, Adam Schefter is now saying that, like, signs are matriculating toward the Jets being happy about... Ugh. Just tell us when it happens. Or don't. But so far, Aaron Rodgers, still a Green Bay Packer. We're Grant and Danny. You are listening to the fans.